Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And with that $50 or more first-time deposit, you're also going to get that free CHGO membership, access to all of our great web content, and a free CHGO t-shirt from the CHGO locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet and using that code CHGO when you do. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Fellas, we've got a lot to get to today as it uh, refers to various Blackhawks prospects. We saw Team USA uh, really just destroy Germany last night in the World Dominant. Junior Championships, and the Blackhawks prospects were front and center in that win. But first, some breaking news this morning. Blackhawks first-round pick, seventh overall, Kevin Korczynski has signed his three-year entry-level contract, $950,000 salary cap hit. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to play for the Hawks next year by any means, but nope. uh, good to see the Hawks locking up their prospects while they can. Yeah, Korczynski, seventh overall pick. Um, he was one of the very youngest uh, draft-eligible prospects, turned 18 uh, just, I think, two weeks before the draft, so... Uh, he'll be he'll be 18 all of this season. Uh, very likely will be in the mix for Team Canada at the Winter World Juniors, and then he'll be 19 all of the season after that. Will very likely again play for Canada at the World Juniors, and then that 2024-25 season uh, is when he is first eligible to turn professional and play either uh, in the AHL or NHL. I don't think there's any uh, reason he won't go that path and dominate at the WHL level for the next two seasons with Seattle, uh, much like he did this last season. Uh, yeah, good to see the Blackhawks are, uh, are, are getting their top prospects uh, onto their entry-level deals. Most to all of them will slide this season and potentially next season. And, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does uh, in, the, in the WHL after putting up a, just over a point per game last season as a defenseman. Like, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Big guy, moves well, very offensive-minded, very excited to see what he does. Yeah, it's always good to have your – get your draft picks, you know, top 10 pick, get them signed right away. You know, you obviously don't trade Alex Brinkley to get a number seven overall pick and then use it on a guy to just – mess around and say, hey, we'll sign you in a couple of years. You get right. it over with. It's well, obviously a guy you want in your organization. Yep. Make it official. What are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. So now he's signed. And, and as you mentioned, Mario, he, he cannot play in the AHL because of their stupid age yeah. restriction rule yeah. to help the CHL make more money, uh, which is dumb. What's um, she going to do? So two seasons, he cannot play in the AHL this year or next year, you know, and I don't see any scenario where he contends for an NHL spot next season. Probably not. not. Even mm -hmm. if he is good enough, it's what's the point? Yeah. It, it, there's no, you've got enough young defensemen in the system now that you want to get a look at anyway. So, mm -hmm. so you know, you got at least two years before Korchinski is a viable option in either Rockford or Chicago, which is fine. You know, Renzel, the, the, the second defenseman taken in, in the first round, Probably more than that, three, four years mm -hmm. before. Again, that's okay. And there yeah. is there is a difference before, just so we're clear, so no one freaks out why why they're not signing Nazar. In the NCAA, you can't be signed to a professional contract and 
play in the NCAA, whereas in Canada, you can because the CHL uh, provides a stipend for those players. So you're, yeah, it's you're a professional. It's a legal yeah. thing. You're yeah. supposed to be yeah. amateur. You're supposed in, to be amateur in, in the college. NHL or uh, NCAA. Yeah. That's um, why so, they yeah. they have that rule with the college players. If you don't sign them by a certain time, you lose you their lose rights. their rights. Yep. Much like the Hawks did with Kevin Hayes. Um, you know, and, and it happens. You know, who was it? Uh, Jimmy VC was the famous guy a couple years ago. Everybody had to have him, and now everybody's almost—he's played for almost every team now. So uh, everybody <laughs> yeah. is going to get their crack at Jimmy VC one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but the, you see guys guys like that. Wasn't wasn't was Kerfoot one of those guys that he hit he, his college rights, free agency? His rights. Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm thinking. Can't of, say maybe I, I'm thinking I of somebody know. else. There's been a lot. Like Will Butcher's in the Will Butcher's yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, that was a guy. Mike Riley, the defenseman, mm-hmm. was another guy. All mm-hmm. these guys, remember, the Hawks could not live without. Yes. Hawks mm-hmm. fans were just furious that none of these guys. How could he who shall not be named not bring these guys in? Well, all those kind of guys. The, the fun thing Ace about is the that, exception. The fun thing about that is it's, you can't offer them anything else. You have to give them the standard ECHL. So there's no competition, really. Right. You can't go and say, well, we're going to pay you $5 million or something right. here. No, it's basically the, the player there's, gets there's the a, pick. There's where, a cap on the rookie contract. Yeah, you can only, everybody can only offer the same standard three-year contract. So it comes down to selling your team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was a young guy in the 24, 13s, 14s, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. want to come Where am here. I going to play? It's right. more important than yeah, anything else. It's just interesting to get a, ourselves in a mindset with this new regime that there's going to be patience shown. They're playing the long game here. Yeah. They're yep. playing the long game here. There is no reason to be upset or panicked. The, 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 plan, is where this, the plan is for this team to be good in five years. Right. And this is the foundation of that. So just mm-hmm. patience, patience, patience. If he who shall not be named was still in charge, would Korchinski be uh, on the opening night roster this year for the Blackhawks? He wouldn't have drafted <laughs> Korchinski. Oh, that's right. This he would have taken someone uh, distantly. He, well, he Samuel Savoie would have been He wouldn't have traded pick. to Brinkett for the seventh overall pick. He would have traded to Brinkett to bring Brandon Saad back for a fourth time. That's a good point. He would have traded one of the, uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay first rounds for – Another first round next year. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have traded to bring it to Tampa to get Jan Ruda and Brent Seaver's contract <laughs> back. Uh, or he would have signed Max Pacioretty, and then Max Pacioretty is going to be out for six months with yeah. an Achilles injury. Oops. <sighs> Vegas, well, Vegas is going. Man, we gave away all that LTIR for nothing now. <laughs> yeah, really, man. That's womp, that's womp. a shame. That's really a shame. You hate to see it. Yeah. All right, well, that, I mean, you know, it's it's a good thing. Korchinski's locked up. That's something they don't have to worry about. And um, I'm just, you know, I think after development camp and just talking to um, Chris Peters the other day about the Blackhawks draft class, if you missed that, that was Monday's episode. Um, feel really good about a lot of the Hawks prospects, including mm-hmm. Korchinski, but some of the guys that we saw last night in the World Junior Championships. USA defeats Germany 5-1. Uh, to one. In a Woo. absolute, I mean, they were just clowning these guys for yeah. the majority of the game. But uh, three Hawks prospects for t- playing for Team USA. Landon Slaggart has a goal and an assist and five shots on First goal. First line Landon. Yeah. Dominic James had an assist and two drawn penalties. 
Uh, Wyatt Kaiser really took a ride the first into the period. boards on one of those. Yeah, that was a, he got hit pretty hard. Uh, that led to a match penalty. Yeah, right. Uh, even though that was a bit strange. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show you that the IIHF international play, especially at that level, doesn't screw around. You touch somebody's head, you're gone. Yeah. Even though that was totally not intentional, and like James was in the motion of squatting down as the guy started his check. There's yeah. really nothing he could have done. Yeah. But. You touch the head in in the IHF international play. Um, you yeah. uh, you're gone. You're well, that I mean, no 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 leeway there. I kind of wish the NHL would. Well, right. Do that. If the idea is to limit those hits, and it's a zero tolerance policy, that's how you're actually going to prevent those hits. Yeah. If you've got guys like new New York Rangers captain Jacob Truba lining people up, captain waiting to shots. take them out, right? Like he's calculating that. Like, well. Maybe I could throw it out of the game, but probably not. Now I'm happy to pay the fine. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But in international play, these guys know, like, I cannot make any contact with the head. And, yeah, there's going to be some collateral damage where maybe someone gets uh, a match penalty that doesn't deserve one. But what's more important in the long run, right? Like yeah. the safety of the – especially in junior play. That's play. These are safety. 18, 19-year-old kids. Right. You don't want them getting concussed that early in their career. So – um, I like the kind of zero tolerance policy, and the the NHL will never adopt it. The Players Association will probably never go for it. Well, and the league is still denying the they, connection yeah. between headshots and head contact and long term yeah. severe brain damage. CT is fake news. And it's not a real thing. It's, uh, they're they're in, independent doctors. Says disgusting. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Doctor Nick it. Riviera. Uh, Gary Bettman <laughs> has done his own research, and CTA not a real thing. Uh, Sports Hash asks, why isn't Nazar at the IIHF Worlds? He was among the final cuts, and as we discussed yesterday, this is a replay, or I guess take two, of last December's uh, World Championships that were canceled because of COVID. He will be part of the next round in December. He will definitely be on Team USA, but they wanted to bring in as many older players as they could because... You get older players this and, year because it's technically yeah, just it's, delayed. It's, and when we talked to Chris Peters, he made the point that most of these teams and coaches had the players they wanted. So players that weren't in the mix last December likely were not going to be on the team for this August tournament. Right. Some players snuck through, but yeah, Nazar in December will uh, very likely play a prominent role for Team USA. Yeah, they, as Chris Peters says, if you missed our chat with Chris Peters, it was on Monday's episode, so go back uh, either on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast or here on the YouTube channel. If you're on the YouTube channel, hit, smash, destroy, obliterate that like button. Um, Jacob Truba, that like button. In yes. that area somewhere. Slam it. Yes, so uh, get yourself a match penalty by smashing that like button. <laughs> but, Give that like button a headshot. But uh, actually, no, just right in the thumb. Um, but Chris Peters explained that, and and yeah, he, he, you want to get as many 19-year-olds as possible on your team just for the experience factor. Yeah, you want the experience. And you're even allowed some 20-year-olds because they're going by your age you were at last December. So right. you're not necessarily going to punish guys that made the team last December just because it's, you know, nine months later. And, and you say, well, a- Frank Nazar had a really good time after December. So you're not going to punish a guy who had that right. team made right. last year and just say, well, since then, another guy played better than you, so you're gone. It's just... Yeah, it's more to give the guys that made that tournament back in December their actual playing time, and you had to make a couple mm-hmm. adjustments because a few guys 
didn't come back. Opted to stay right. out. You know, yeah. Drew Camezzo yeah. is, is, is the, the highlight USA that didn't do it. And there's a few guys you know, on other teams that have since been drafted and have chances to maybe play in the NHL. Oh, Owen Power, yeah. uh, uh, Matty Beneers. W- William Eklund with Sweden yeah. is pretty much. Pretty notable guys that yeah, said, said you know what? is pretty much like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Sharks this year. I'm, I'm going to take my summer off. Yeah, you know? I'm not going we'll to focus on the NHL. I'm not going to get Kirby docked two months before a training camp. That would be bad for it's my rookie season. Pretty smart move. This, would be I bad. Mean, this is real close to training camp for these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Camesso, by the way, opted out just to focus on his upcoming season at BU. He, if you want to go back and listen to that interview, by the way, we did that at development camp. And All then, of our uh, prospect interviews are on the YouTube page. And as well. if you're having fun at a party and you want to get the buzz going a little quicker, watch our five minute interview with Drew Camesso and drink every time he says Boston. <laughs> you'll be on the floor. There you go. Yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be quite quite hammered. You'll be the life of the party. So let's get into last night's game a little bit. Uh, enjoyed it. It was just great to see meaningful hockey, uh, even though it didn't look like meaningful hockey. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. <laughs> uh, Landon Slagger, top line guy, um, two points, really involved in all aspects. You're really seeing like from him why he projects, and this is not an insult. But why he projects as a bottom six NHL player, he's got that willingness and almost like it seems like a desire to go to the net and work mm-hmm. his ass off and get his nose dirty and make those tough plays. But he's also got the skill to be able to pull off some, some you know, the goal he scored was from a, a tough angle. Probably not the greatest goal allowed in the world by Quaff. Uh, not what right. I call them in our uh, group text. Call them something else. That was CSGO <laughs> after dark. <laughs> and uh, join our Patreon, you'll get access to that chat. <laughs> but he just, you know, he. I, I just, I really. The more I see Slagger play, you you see guys, and it's like the you talk about the eye test. Mm-hmm. That guy looks like an NHL He's player. An NHL. Passes it, yeah. You know, and and I and I know it won't be this year, but down the road, as you start to project out this roster. It's hard for me. It's actually hard for me to imagine him not being part of this team when they're ready to take the next step. Now, there's a couple people in the chat. I saw uh, Anthony Sorelli comp. Narfin says Dave Boland like. No, let's let's pump the brakes on the expectations on Slaggart. He's not going to be a high point producer by in, in any way, shape, or form. He's going to be a role player. But to me, and maybe you guys disagree. He looks like he could be a contributor on a pretty good team. He reminds me of of uh, the he remi- his game and the way he plays seems to be in the lane of Brandon Hagel. Like he's 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 not the biggest guy, but he's going to hustle. He's going to be physical as physical as he can be for his size. Um, he's going to be that that energy uh, bringer. Uh, you know, just someone to go to hard areas of the ice, go into the corners, go to the front of the net, do some dirty work so that, and, and you see his, his line of spot uh, with Team USA, he's playing on the top line. It's not that he's, gonna, he's a 50 goal scorer playing on the top line. He's the guy that's going to go in and do the hard things yeah. so that the playmakers and the goal scorers that play in those top six roles can do their jobs. And, 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 he's, and he's someone that uh, knows his path to the NHL and he is playing it very well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's in, the, in, in that mold of a Brandon Hagel who he'll probably contribute a little bit, but his, his primary focus will be being physical, playing it with an edge, uh, bringing some energy, 
and probably getting rewarded with uh, you know a, a goal a goal or two here here or there with uh, some play around the net. So he's gonna be if, the he, guy if he can perfect that role, he's going to have a very good NHL career. He's going to be the guy that goes in the corner and gets the puck to Connor Bernard. Championship. I like that idea. <laughs> uh, the, but I it like was actually idea. on the broadcast last night, if you're watching the NHL broadcast, which... NHL Network, yeah. Not the best. Um, Listen, I, look, people are on vacation. All right, they're they're doing the best they can. I, I am a, I'm, I'm a big fan of EJ Raddick. Me I too. Think he's a very yeah. good play by play is not his thing. No, he's no, he's a, not his thing. He's he's, a, he's, he's playing he's a journalist. role that he's not made for. Yeah, uh, and he's doing the best he can. I kind of sort of enjoy Dave Starman. Dave Starman's like um, he's good. He's good. He's like American. Less annoying Pierre Maguire. He's got to tell you where everybody played college <laughs> hockey instead of junior hockey. It's co- but he's got good info, and he's got that scout's brain. Like, he could tell you. Starman does NCAA games, right? Yes, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So he's, okay. a, he's a college guy, and he's a former NHL scout. So he gives you the, those, the, that insight of what a scout's brain is looking at, which is perfect for this tournament. I just want to. I want a play-by-play guy, though. Well, right. <laughs> right. I understand. Yeah. That. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He even mentioned. EJ even mentioned that the normal guy that was supposed to do it is doing baseball or something, and that probably pays more <laughs> than doing World Junior <laughs> games. Vossers will do it. Just call him. He's got a polo yeah, for every right. network in the country. Yeah. I'm sure he's got nine other <laughs> things going on right now. But but for all the people who give shit. To, Va- to Chris Vosters uh, and Colby Cohen, tune into the World Junior Championships. Yeah. No, and I don't you'll be like, please. I don't know why the NHL Network <laughs> needs to do their own broadcast. Just simulcast yes. the TSN broadcast for the Thank US. You. They're simulcasting every game, but then they br- they had they bring in their own team for Team USA. Just roll with TSN. And why They've can't you put? Wh- even then, you could put the TSN if you're worried about like the rights and all that. Put the TSN broadcast on ESPN Plus. Isn't yeah, it the same parent but company? But they're simulcasting TSN for all the other games. It's only Team USA they're going no, with their own. I, I don't know the... Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense. I, I don't know the specifics, but I think NHL Network and like USA Hockey are partnered up to, uh, to have the broadcast rights of, of these kinds of games and the World Championships too. Like, I think there's a broadcast partnership okay. that they yeah. work with. Well, anyway, on that broadcast... Uh, Starman said that Don't quote me on that. He's the one that com- <laughs> yeah. He's the one that compared Slaggart to Anthony to Sorelli. Sorelli. That's yeah. where that comparison came from. And I put that out there on Twitter and said, "Yeah, I'll take that." If that's Oh, if that's yeah. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I will take that. I mean, in order for, for him sure. to be Anthony Sorelli, part of the reason why Anthony Sorelli is so effective is cuz he's surrounded with dynamic skilled players Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you got to have to put some dynamic skilled players around him to get that out of him but our good buddy friend of the program colby cohen uh replied to me on that tweet saying he's going to surprise a lot of people he's been uh, i've been doing his game since he was a freshman at notre dame going to have a long career on a third line Mm-hmm. So and that's you need those guys yeah. to make deep playoff runs. And, Sla- and Slager at Notre Dame the last two seasons has finished, I believe, top three in scoring both years. So, yeah. so he could, he he, could, can, he can produce points. I think it's in his age range. And I think Slager is going to be the type of guy that will adapt to whatever role the team asks him to do. He's the type yeah. of guy that will be because. A lot of the problem these guys have and talking to as many guys in the AHL as I have the past five years, uh, it's an adjustment from when you go to from your college or your junior team and you where you're the best player. 
you're the top guy. Well, then you go to an AHL team where everybody on your roster was the top guy mm-hmm. wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. And some guys still want to be that top guy, and they don't realize that, no, you're going to have to be a bottom six guy. You're going to have to do the non-glamorous stuff. You're going to have to do the hard work. Some guys embrace that. And some guys fight that as long as possible, and those are the guys that become tweeners. Yeah. They still think they can hold on to be a star, but then you look at a guy like Mackenzie Entwistle, who was a big-time point producer in juniors, and now he's like, well, if I want to play in the NHL, i got to get bigger, i got to play more physical, and i got to embrace being a checking-line checking, checking yeah. winger. Sliders already embrace that. that. Yep. A perfect example of that is Mackenzie Entwistle. Yeah. Like, like, when he was in the AHL... He changed his game. With, with Derek King, Derek King... The direct message to Ant Whistle was, you are not going to score 40 goals as a professional player. Your role is going to be a defensive forward, a guy who's going to be physical, a guy who's going to be two, you know, two-way and play at, in the bottom of a lineup. And Ant Whistle embraced that as a young player. He was never going to go to the NHL otherwise. No. If he, if he tried to be the, the, you know, the, the goal scorer, the point-per-game player that he was in juniors in, in the AHL or to try to get to the NHL, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have done it. Nope. But yep. he, he embraced his role. He became a defensive. He embraced his play without the puck, which is so important for young guys. Absolutely. When you, are, when you succeed without the puck, you will become better with the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I, takes time for them to, to change that mindset exactly. because, like you said. They, they come from being the big fish in the little pond. Yep. They come, they come from playing the role where the puck always goes to them. Yeah. So now they have to learn how to how play you, without him. He embraced that. He got yep. to play the whole season in the NHL, and he got to eat cheese. He got to go for, to Windy uh, City media. Smokeout with yeah. uh, Connor Murphy. He got to uh, the face of the Blackhawks. He got to. Um, he's in all the commercials. And now he's eating cheese on the internet. I mean, life is good for Mackenzie Antwistle. I've been doing that for years, <laughs> eating cheese on the internet. I've been eating cheese <laughs> while <laughs> surfing the internet late at night. Is all right, Landon. Uh, for Notre Dame last year, Landon Slaggart. 40 games, 12 goals, 14 assists, 26 points. That was third best on the team and fifth overall. Uh, Max Ellis had 28 points for the Irish. Ryder Ralston, another Blackhawk prospect, mm-hmm. had 27. Spencer Stastny, 27. Nick Lieberman, 27. So Slacker right there so he was, at 26. He was fifth overall, but two Third point, overall in points, right? Yeah, a three-way tie. Yeah, yeah. he was fifth. He was fifth down the line, but only two points away from being the lead. So exactly. It was so yeah. He cluster. look. Your uh, Sorelli would be great. Brandon Hagel would be great. Uh, if if he pans out to be anywhere near as good as either of those players, hell yes. That's and good. when you look at, you know, what we've seen from him at Notre Dame and World Juniors, he's also in a big leadership role with Team USA too. I, I just think that again, he just projects to me as the kind of guy who's going to be part of this thing. Uh, when they're good again, and, and that's a good thing. That Can we just talk nice. about how funny it is that, like, two years ago, nobody knew who the hell Brendan Hagel was, and now we got all these prospects Now he's going. NHL comps. Now he's like, the, yeah. he's, like, what we want all of our prospects to be. You know, Jalen Lipen has mentioned, uh, well, that, I want to be Brendan Hagel. <laughs> now here's Slager. If he's Brendan Hagel, it's like, what the hell happened that he went from being an undrafted guy to now Now that's the standard we've yeah. set in our organization. Yeah, well, we for, want 12 you, Brendan Hagels, my friend. Put well, it's, also be, it's also become the easy, like, well, he's not going to score big goals or, like, put up huge numbers, but he's kind of grindy, so he's Brandon he's, Hagel. Who he's replaced Andres Nocioni on skates. <laughs> and Brandon Hagel replaced Andrew Shaw. Yeah. Well, he's kind of Andrew Shaw. You know, he's physical, and he can put up some points. Oh, no. Brandon, that becomes Brandon the, Hagel could skate laps around Andrew Oh, no, Shaw. no doubt yeah. about that. No doubt about that. So, yeah, I mean, look, man, we, we've got these plaudits for these guys after one game against Germany. 
We all probably need to pump the brakes yes. a little bit. Yes. But we're, hey. not, we're not inducting Landon Slager into the Hockey Hall of Fame just yet. Not yet. Maybe after tomorrow night's game against Switzerland, we'll get that bus <laughs> uh, ordered, but not yet. Yeah. Uh, Dominic James, another draft pick from this season. Uh, really solid game. Had an assist. Drew two penalties in the first period. I saw him uh, controlling the puck a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, just sort of cycling the zone, keeping control, navigating through defenders. Uh, impressive. You see, I, yeah. He, yeah, he, he looked He good. was, surpri- he was surprisingly uh, uh, all over the ice, pretty effective. Like you said, drew, drew, uh, drew some penalties, was winning some face-offs. Like, hey, that's, that's great. It's great to see a prospect be able to win some face-offs. Is that allowed in the organization? Is that a? <laughs> I think that might be a, a new a new That's directive. A new thing. a new directive under uh, under Kyle Davidson is like, hey, uh, you guys can win faceoffs. It's fine. Like, go go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's wearing sixteen. Uh, Slagger wearing nineteen. Nineteen. James wearing sixteen, 16. and Wyatt Kaiser wearing number five. Five. Uh, those jerseys are they're so good. Sweet. They're so good. But it is kind of hard. On the not so great NHL Network broadcast to read the number, like the contrast mm. isn't great. Yeah, they probably should have white numbers, but I digress. Um, Those are that, uh, uniforms, uh, both sides. Yeah, that, that contrast. Yeah, the, 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 ger- the German are so, such a good. The I German uniforms German, are great. I love, I love those, those German teams. Me being uh, half German, obviously I'm partial to it, but just the, the the color scheme on that, and then to have the German colors versus the red, white, and blue out there. I mean, it just looked great. I mean, that's. A classic rivalry. Yes. Sarah's <laughs> looking at the uh, German jersey the, there. It goes back to almost goes back a long way. It goes back over like 100 cool. years. Yeah. Sarah, it's the, we're going to go behind the curtain here. It's the first one you wrote, the, the white one with like the feathered looking sleeve. The very top oh, left one. On we're screen. carrying over yesterday's top. Second to the top. This guy? Nope, up from there. <laughs> right there. there. The white one. There that's you are. That's yep. On. yep, that's yes. the uh, Those are wow. sweet. I want one. Yeah. I might have to go get one. How much are they? And my favorite player for Germany, uh, blank, blank, number yeah. 24. Blank. Yeah. Hans Blank. Hans. Uh, Hans, I think it's pronounced Blanc. Hans Blanc. That's yes. there Christoph you. Blanc. Yeah. Gritty. He, He's he, the German <laughs> equivalent of Brandon Hagel. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Those are sweet. The, the, but the USA, I'm glad they went. The one you wore yesterday. The, That's uh, from the World, World Cup, Cup of Hockey, hockey yeah. one. Really cool. I like that look. I'm glad they're going away from like the Navy old, like roads. The 80s style royal blue with the big block USA on them. Jerseys. So here's, the, here's the thing. Those are uh, the, 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 the development team and the junior teams have different jerseys than the professional players right. for like the world championships and Olympics and stuff. Um, I don't know why. I think it's a manufacturing thing, but the, the junior teams their jerseys have never been bad and the the upper level players the, the pro guys in, in the world championships and the olympics the last few years have sucked yeah they're kind of so, yeah that one where they kind of had like that little checkerboard thing going with yeah. the light blue and the no that no yeah. the one you were what i liked about the one you had on was the adidas lines on the side yeah real sharp if you want to see mario's jersey he wore two yesterday. <laughs> yeah, go I watch did. yesterday. Well, one and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, right. that, that's more like it. Yeah. Uh, our our buddy No Roids just raged asked in the chat, "What's the opinions now of the CHGO Pod crew on the Hawks pro- prospects with all these great comparisons?" It's extremely early, but I have a lot more confidence in this rebuild under new management. 
uh, yeah, it's still early. It's improving, mm-hmm. and that's all you wanted. You, you weren't going to turn it around in one draft, but it's improving. It's definitely trending in a better direction than it was two years ago. Recent chats that we've had with the Athletics' Scott Wheeler and um, uh, Flow Hockey's Chris Peters, which was on Monday. Uh, Scott Wheeler was last Thursday. Check those out. Uh, if you if you really want to feel good about the prospect system, uh, check out those discussions because – Really, like you said, like things have improved and the way that, you know, Chris Peters and, and, and Scott Wheeler, two guys that, you know, analyze prospects and, and, and drafts, you know, 24-7, uh, they have nothing but good things to say about the projections of some of the top prospects that the Blackhawks have brought in in the last uh, two, three drafts. And, yeah, I think w- when, when, when you go from your top prospects being Lucas Reichel and Drew Camezzo and you add – a Kevin Korchinski, a Frank Nazar, you see the development of Nolan Allen and Ethan Del Mastro, like it feels great with what they have in their farm system right now. And it's just the, there's a vision. There is a sound plan. You could tell that Kyle Davidson, you know, probably in his desk somewhere and his whole crew of assistants has like, remember we talked about this when the Cubs hired Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. And a lot of people made fun of it at first, but the Cubs way. You want to have an organizational developmental plan. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it varies from player to player. Like, if the Hawks get Connor Bedard, his plan's not going to be the same as Nolan Allen's. But overall, you have an organizational plan on how to develop prospects. That is a new thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. feeling good about that is a new thing for Hawks fans because the last regime, it just felt like every year was a different thing. Oh, we're rebuilding. Well, now we're going to get Marc-Andre Fleury and Seth Jones and Jake McCabe and see what happens. And it, there's just never been any organization to anything. And then you rush Boquist. You rush Yokoharu. You, uh, Yokoharu. I know I said joke. Uh, you rush Kirby Doc. <laughs> Two of them are go- – all three of them are gone now, right, when they should be the guys leading your next generation of great hockey. Probably because you could say – they might have ruined those three guys' development or at least severely st- stunted, stunted, stunted it. it. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. no development. Right. There it's like, no welcome to the NHL. Yeah. You know, and that's not the way to do it, and I love that this new regime is showing patience. I know I've been accused of being a shill for Kyle Davidson and whatever, but um, overall, there's nothing to be overly upset about. Right. Yes. Yeah, probably wanted more for Alex to bring it. But when you look at the whole thing that he's done so far, <laughs> how can you be upset? He has told it's you exactly a, what he wants to do. It's a net positive. And he is doing it. This this organization is in a much better direction August 10th, 2022 than it was August 10th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, way, way better. It's in a much better yes. state. Now, yes, the NHL product is going to be awful but that's not what these next couple of years are about. It is about the development. There is a plan. There is something happening here, and he has let you know. He has, cri- he has crystallized what the plan here. is here, and what that's all you could ask for. As you, mentioned, as you said, Jay, after going through a decade of being on a boat with no rudder, that just kind of going in a circle, yeah. now you've got the rudder on the ship, and you're heading in a direction – Will all these guys pan out and work and be NHL stars? Probably not, but you got to start somewhere, and he's made his start. Now it's going to be up to him, being Kyle Davidson, pronouns pal. Um, you got <laughs> to, you know, 
now we'll hold him accountable from mm-hmm. here on out. Now that he's set his plan, we will hold him accountable to stay on that path. Mm-hmm. And when he makes bad moves, we'll call him out on that. But right now, other than not getting the King's Ransom for Alex to bring it, <laughs> when apparently that wasn't even an option. Yeah. What can you yeah. really be <laughs> mad at him for? If you think we're carrying water for Kyle Davidson, watch the first 20 minutes of our draft show. <laughs> When the three of us had, like, fire in our eyes and wanted to flip over tables. I think Mario slammed the table before the show started. We were very, very pissed. (laughs) And then we uh, started to talk things through and read some stuff and, like, okay, come back to earth. And then they picked that bum Korchinski at number seven. (laughs) (laughs) That Nazar guy. And and then it all panned out nicely. You just got to let it have time. You got to let it breathe. You got to let him... Give Kyle Davidson the rope, and if he hangs himself with it, well, then so be it. But you got to let him. I don't understand, like, there's so much out there that, like, we need to be negative all the time. Why? There's plenty of outlets where you can go get negativity 24-7. This isn't going to be one of them. We will be negative when it's justified. It's it's exhausting to sit here and bitch every day about how bad things are. I'm looking forward to seeing some optimism in this organization for the first time in a long time. We've already seen some. Right. So if that makes me a shill, then I'll keep shilling (laughs) all all the way to the bank. Well, and and we've been conditioned for so many years to have to react to, to moves and trades and signings and draft picks that had to have an instant impact. And now it's with, with Davidson, it's the long game. So we, we might not even be able to rag on him for this draft class for another two, three years because these, these players that he picked have to develop yeah. into something. And, and they're actually going to have some time to do that. So as long as, as, long as those development paths go well, you, which is the hope, then things should, should pan out nicely. Now, if they rush a player or two or hang on to someone, if they, if they hang on to Max Domi at the trade deadline or something, then you're like, well, what the hell was he here for right. on a one-year yes. deal? Yeah, unless, mean, he's, unless he's lighting up the league, which I don't think is going to be the, the case. But, you know, if they hang on to someone too long or they, or they move someone that they shouldn't or developments don't go right, then those are opportunities to yeah. be like, hey, what, what's happening here? But right now, you just got to give it time to pan out. And so far, you look at the collective of signings, trades, draft picks, the plan moving forward. It's all a net positive for where the Blackhawks are trying to go and which is opening a contending window for many years. Yep. Right, and we were critical of not trading Calvin DeHaan at the deadline. Yeah, We were critical of letting Dylan Stroman and – Dominic Kubelik walk, walk away for, for nothing. nothing. Maybe there was no market for any of those guys, but no it just first didn't round seem... pick for Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, I mean, we were it was critical, but we were critical when times. But overall, when you look at since he got hired on March first, I believe it was, or March second, whatever it was, made official till now. Overall, there has been a lot more positive than negative mm-hmm. right now, and just don't even calculate the lack of points that this roster is going to have this season. That's by the, design. That yeah. is on purpose. So Connor freaking Bedard can yeah. be in a Blackhawks uniform next year. By the way, if you want to watch Connor Bedard, uh, 5 p.m. tonight, yes. Canada and Latvia. He's the record. score nine goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, throughout the record going to be those two get together. That's going to be a football score. Yeah, yeah, I feel sorry for those Latvian goaltenders. They're going to quit hockey after tonight. Well, well it's, uh, it's all the, the experience of playing in the World Juniors. Yeah, 
Um, and getting nine goals scored on you by Connor Bedard. Yeah. Um, so the big boss is here, and we're Brandon's here. We're way behind on reads, so let's let's do these and let's Please. do them well. He wouldn't have known. Hey, that. everybody! <laughs> the best way to support us here at CHGO, aside from subscribing and smashing that like button and joining allchgo.com and all that great stuff, is to download our wonderful partner PointsBets app. When you do, use that code CHGO, and you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not all. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit, and you're going to get a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content, and you're even going to get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Sarah's got our new size cease white socks design on the screen right now take your pick of any of our dope designs they're all very dab on allchgo.com take your pick all that for making a 50 dollar or more first time deposit at points bet and it's your home for live in play betting we've talked about the in play bets the last couple days yesterday fellas the show wraps up we all get an email simultaneously from points bet saying hey we just threw five bucks into your account, go place an $5 NFL future power bet. hour. Hell yeah. So I put five bucks on the Rams to win a Super Bowl. I think it was plus 1,200. I know you guys place your wagers as well, so make I, sure. I, I stayed in family. I put five, my free five bucks on the Denver Broncos winning a Super Bowl. Brendan, did you hear that? Broncos guy <laughs> right here uh, at plus 1,600. I, uh, money, baby. I went with uh, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, at plus 2,000. Ooh. Don't ask me why. That should be That's a way to throw away $5. It was, it was a free $5. and <laughs> It's not your there, $5. Have it. But make sure once you're signed up for points, bet, keep those emails coming through. There's always great promotions like that. Yep. So jump on that. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points, bet. Download the app right now and use promo code CHGO. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Hey, and while you're walking around Chicago showing off your great CHGO merch because you signed up for points bet and got that free t-shirt, yeah. wouldn't you want some Blackhawks Crocs to go along with that sweet CHGO Blackhawks oh, shirt yeah. that you're wearing to the beach? Yes. Maybe a Blackhawks Speedo? Okay, or yeah. swim trunks. Sun's you out, never have out. Too many. You need a home and away version of those. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And the third alternate. Uh, maybe the they have those in the 09 <laughs> The reverse retro. Get the <laughs> reverse retro. Where you wear the banana hammock backwards. <laughs> what? Uh, anywho, uh, if you want any of that fun stuff, you can head over to FOCO, as FOCO has teamed up with CHGO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's the Blackhawks, the Bears, the Cubs, the White Sox, or the Bulls, FOCO will have something for oh, you, your Bulls. kid, a friend, or a loved one who's ever on your shopping list who's a sports fan. Head over to FOCO, and you can get all the best gear, collectibles, accessory. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, and children with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. FOCO has got you covered for all the best merchandise of your favorite Chicago teams. So head over to FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O dot com. Or if you're watching on YouTube and you've already smashed that like button, scroll down a little further, and there's a link to FOCO right there in the description. You can click. It will send you right there to the Chicago page. And when you check out, use the promo code CHGO to save 10% off all non-sale items. So go check them out at FOCO. Maybe we can order a shirt for a shirtless dart guy over there. Nah, um, he he's is, a rebel. He, he was out. He's he, he went doesn't back own in. a shirt. 
Yeah, not a shirt in that closet. Nope. He, Always shirtless and smoking he, on the balcony. He lost all his shirts on Point Bet. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, the best gambler. One eight hundred gambler. Maybe we, should, maybe we should have him on the Chicago Bet Show. He'd fit in. <laughs> there you go. Oh, shots fired. Uh, uh, question here from uh, from Sports Hash says: I expect development reports from you guys when uh, when the guys go to RFD, meaning Rockford. Nope, uh, not happening. Yeah, no, we're not no, talking about. We're going to talk about <laughs> Andres and to the CU. exclusively. NHL Blackhawks coverage yep. only. We, we will, no, uh, yesterday, uh, Greg and I had a little impromptu meeting with the big boss man, Jake, over there. And um, we we decided that we're going to have a, a little bit of a, a prospect palooza uh, this season. Uh, Greg will be handling the load of the Rockford Ice Hogs uh, prospect information. Uh, and we'll also dabble in the, uh, the European prospect yeah. pool. Myself will cover the uh, Canadian Junior Leagues and the NCAA prospects this year. So we will uh, we will have the prospects covered across the board. And I uh, will the retweet. Two of us. <laughs> and and Jay will and Jay help. Will ask us the questions <laughs> about the prospects. Yeah, it'll be so it'll, it'll be good. You'll you'll find a lot of nice. a lot of that content on the show and also at allchgo.com. So if you're not a member, go subscribe. We realize that for the next three or four seasons, it's going to be all about the prospects and what they're doing as opposed to what's happening at the United Center. The, so we will uh, have you covered. We're going to divvy up the prospects. So, you know, we'll, we'll have one of us. will know what's going on and we're going to keep you updated throughout the season on how they're doing, where you can watch them, all that fun stuff. So it's going to be all about the future here while we also watch the games. So you don't have to. We'll also uh, throw in some information on just how Connor Bedard's doing, how Adam Fantilli's doing, how Matvey Mitchkov is yes. doing, uh, Doblemir Dvorsky, Charlie and Schrammel. And we'll update you on, yeah. on hopefully a struggling Tampa Bay Lightning team so we can get an even yes. higher draft pick. Yes, <laughs> hopefully. So uh, if you did watch the World Junior Championships last night, you noticed that there was no one there. No one there. No and one I there. saw no uh, Jay Fresh, our favorite Seth Jones hater, uh, run a poll on his Twitter. This is last night. When do the World Juniors start? Today, Friday, <laughs> next week? I have no idea. 41% of the people that follow Jay Fresh, who is a that's, I mean, that's hockey. A, that's a deep hockey following. Uh, it's hockey following. people only. Yeah. Only 41% knew it started today. 53% started yesterday, rather. 53%. Said, I have no idea when the World Juniors start. These are hockey fans that pay Jay Fresh for his hockey statistical knowledge. We have a problem here. Mm -hmm. When the highest level of amateur hockey tournament is happening and diehard hockey fans don't know it's happening. Uh, I see uh, behind the scenes here, Sarah looking for a, a photo of the... Uh the World Juniors. If you go to uh, Chris M. Peters on Twitter, I believe he took a picture of the uh, the start of the USA game, and uh, yeah, the arena. I don't. I don't even think the the uh, arena was full with parents of the players, let alone uh, fans in the it, building. It was uh, dressed like an empty seat night at <laughs> yeah, today, and yeah. the fans <laughs> did that in hordes. Uh, yeah, it was pretty lousy. It looked like the bubble playoffs. It really did. Uh, Which were also in Edmonton, right? And there was no restrictions that I'm aware of. I went online and looked it up. There's no COVID restrictions. I, there are plenty of sites you could buy World Junior tickets from. 
I mean, there literally had to be like 300 people there for that game. It was pathetic. Maybe 300 um, people. And, and there's a lot of factors to that. Yes, it's yeah. night one. Canada's not playing. It's Ron Robin. It's it's an, an NHL arena, so a small crowd is going to look even smaller to where if it was being played. It's in August it's as opposed to December when it usually – there's half, all those half factors. Of the, half of that country's at their cabins. But, but all those factors in, the most glaring thing to me – wasn't the 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 like I, you're not going to get a, a big crowd for Slovakia versus Czechia in Edmonton on a one o'clock on a Tuesday no, afternoon? No, you're not not. going to happen. But the thing that stuck out to me was the blank boards. Mm. Where's the advertising? Yeah. I, the, 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 we know why. We know why all this hockey Canada scandal stuff, all this sexual assaults that are coming out. The sponsors are pulling away, and yeah. that's. You know, uh, uh, Ian Kennedy, who, who covers a lot of, he writes for the Hockey News, other outlets. He's covering a lot of the ugly side of hockey. He's going to be a, a future guest here after the World Juniors. But he tweeted out, he goes, you know what? It's the lack of fans and the lack of sponsorship that might actually force Hockey Canada to make changes as opposed to that, to the, the victims coming out. Which is sad, but probably true, and it's that's the way the it goes. It's all about the bottom line. It's how it's always been. So, it's, it isn't, I mean, like... Edward Norton's job in Fight Club, he worked for a car company and analyzed, are the lawsuits going to be more expensive than the recalls of the car? Right. That's, that's reality. Oh, yeah. That's reality. And it's, it, it works that way in every industry, and it's pathetic and it's sad, but it, it, that's what it is. It's Money all, drives the everything. the almighty dollar, and now that the almighty dollar is being affected, then you'll see changes. They don't care about the welfare of their players or fans at hotels. They care about the almighty dollar, and that was a wake-up call last night. Now, we'll see yeah. Canada plays tonight in Edmonton. If it's half empty again, or only, you know, they'll have a bigger crowd, I would hope. If it's like it was... They'll have a bigger crowd, yeah. If it was like it was for the USA game, May Day, like... Even, even Canada versus Latvia, it'll still have a bigger... It should. It should. Yeah, there'll be a bigger game crowd one than, should, than you what should you have saw at least, last night. At least 10,000 people for that game, you would hope. You think? In Canada, Edmonton on a on a Wednesday, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a good question. I mean, seriously, yeah. like it's what that's why it's there. Edmonton's always a city where you know back in the day when like when the Pat Foley no filter days would always <laughs> bitch about Edmonton and Winnipeg and how boring they were. So especially, I mean, in the winter it's especially horrible. But like at least Calgary has a big rodeo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually going on right now. I think like the entire month of August is the rodeo there. I, I just well, guys, I don't, don't worry. I, in December, it'll also be in Canada, in Halifax and Moncton. But I mean, Woo. attendance aside, and advertisers aside, and look, I know Jay Fresh's Twitter account is one place, but it is populated with diehard hockey fans, yeah. and more than half didn't know the World Junior Championship started yesterday. That is a major problem. It's a major problem, and if you're the only advertisements you're running are an NHL network between dysfunction pills and mail-order adult diapers, that's a problem. Usually. There's no awareness, and, like, I think we, we've talked at length about how TNT or how Turner and ESPN have really elevated the, rank, the ratings for NHL simply for being on channels people watch, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's a good and a helpful thing, but... And I know it's not the NHL's fault that the World Junior Championships are not being advertised. It's two separate entities. But, man, 
sell it as a showcase for prospects. You know, Connor Bedard's name should be mentioned every commercial break. They should buy ads on ESPN. The NHL should help facilitate these things because the NHL investing in the IIHF World Junior Championships helps them down the road. It helps the draft be more appealing. Yeah. Oh, remember that kid who scored seven goals against Latvia that one night? He's going to go number one overall at the draft. We should watch the draft. It's all everything. It, 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 what, what's the thing about lifting ships? A high tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Right? Like, that's it. Like, the NHL has to do their part to try to help the IHF promote the World Junior Championships because a more popular junior championships means a more popular draft, means a more educated hockey fan base, and on and on and on. I get the, I get the feeling that the entities that are trying to promote the World Junior Championships probably are likely saying, let's just get this one out of the way. The one in December is going to be promoted the the hell out of it because it'll be oh we're it's world junior time it's you know the tournament's always like a a, a, a that starts the day after christmas it's like oh it's a second christmas it's world junior blah 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 like i think that's the environment a lot of the advertisers and, and the way the thing is going to be marketed is, is is pushed this one happening in august it's just like hey it's happening we're going to get it out of the way we'll move on to next year that's uh, really how i feel that yeah. A lot of a lot of the the advertising, the marketing, uh, is being pushed on it. Obviously, the the Hockey Canada scandal is taking a ton of uh, of of uh, publicity, as it should, uh, away from the tournament, um, rightfully so. But you know, I, I I think with with Hockey Canada probably dealing with some other things right now, they're not pushing it as much. Uh, and 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 then again, you know, the the tournament being in Canada. Um, with the attendance, with you know things like that, I think U.S. fans probably are not wanting to deal with uh, any border crossing, uh, requ- you know, restrictions or requirements or anything to go to that tournament. But if this tournament was being played in St. Paul, you know, Twin Cities, Min- Minneapolis, whatever, I think you'd see a lot of Canadian fans coming down to the U.S. for the tournament. I think it's just a, 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 a different sports culture environment thing around hockey. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think this tournament is kind of just getting like, we're going to play it, we're going to get it out of the way, we're back on track in December. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but uh, on the flip side of that argument, you could say that, well, this is your chance to be like, it's August. Hockey, diehard hockey fans are dying for hockey. You'd think. This is your chance to be like the only hockey being played on the planet right yeah. now. Well, that's not true. The KHL season's actually started, but we don't. I'm not. But <laughs> hey, if you want to see NH future NHL players, here's your chance. This is your only mm-hmm. chance to see it until October. Um, but you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Like yeah. December's tournament's going to be in Canada again, even though that was originally supposed to be in Russia, but then they said nope. But I would love Yink. to see a World Juniors in the United States more than once every five or six years. Yeah, mm-hmm. bring like it to a Canada, good Canada, hockey market in, mm-hmm. in, in, yeah, in the U.S. You can't tell me if you had this in St. Paul, the Twin Cities, right now, that they wouldn't yeah. be going crazy for it, or Buffalo, mm-hmm. or right. Boston. Or, well, and even when Buffalo hosts it, it's Buffalo and Toronto. Yeah, like, like screw off. Like, give us the give us the thing for our for ourselves for like once. Canada, does, it's like Canada gets it all the time. Maybe that's why the attendance is down because, like, oh gee, another World Junior. Right. It's been an enemy. Yeah, it could be for, apathy. Uh, we yeah. were talking about the other, when we were doing our show about jerseys yesterday. 
the apathy of Blackhawks in the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. Take it it's away like for three again? years, and they're going to oh be God. like excited about it. Now I'm sure the December tournament there will be more excitement because they're playing in Halifax. They're playing in junior towns. Yeah. So they're going to have smaller arenas. They're going to have more of a. Their guys are going to be playing there. You know that the the junior towns in Canada is a different beast. The hockey fans. Oh yeah. They'll be rabid for it. But like an NHL city doesn't doesn't care. No. Like they're Edmonton. Obviously, there's no interest. In it. They had it last year. Uh, you know, th- they've had it multiple times. Let the U.S. have it for a couple of seasons. Let it go to Sweden for a year. 2024, it will be going to Sweden. And I bet you it will be great. 2025, it will be in Denmark. So like Denmark? Denmark. I just looked it up. At the Hamlet Ice Arena. It'll, be, uh, it'll actually be split-hosted by Sweden and Denmark. Okay. So, I mean, look. So I get, the U.S. is next hope. So that would 2027 because so, so 2026 is probably going to go to freaking Winnipeg. It's going to go to Toronto again because God forbid they need more things there. But they, yeah. I, I mean, it, and if Ru- Russia it, hadn't been told to go scratch, it would have been three straight years in Europe, which I'm fine with. Like, yeah, sure. Let, but how about the U.S.? Let the U.S. have it for a couple of years. I Minnesota, if, Boston, uh, you know, uh, Buffalo, or Chicago would be a great. Denver, Seattle. There's and you know so who many. would do a hell of a job promoting it? The Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. They, you would know. If the World Junior Championships came to Chicago, the Hawks would make sure you knew that, that, that it was coming. Mm-hmm. And that, that should play a factor, too, is how invested is the home arena in putting this thing over? And I think if I'm trying to, like, put myself on the other side of the argument here and say, what is the hesitation of bringing it to the U.S.? Well, they're probably going to say people in the U.S. don't know what the World Junior Championship is, and it's going to be poorly attended. That's not true. There were six people at the game no. last night. There were yeah. more hockey pucks than fans in yeah. that building. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear, and I really do think that World Junior apathy could be part of it, is, all right, well, here we go again. You know, and look, Canada has the CHL to watch, too, and they actually watch it. They could just be done with hockey for a while, mm-hmm. right? It's like the USFL in the United States. Like, right. sure, there's a niche group of people that are going to watch all the football they can, but eh, overall, it's barely a blip on the radar. I think you bring something cool like that here or the Frozen Four mm-hmm. here, something like that, I think people are going to come out. And when I say here, I mean Chicago specifically. But even more generally, in the U.S., bring it to a hockey market. Again, like you said, Minnesota, Boston, Buffalo, I think it would do pretty damn well. I don't think you're going to get a lot of people from the States clamoring for tickets and and, and hotels and traveling to Halifax. But people from Halifax will probably go to Buffalo or or Chicago. Chicago. I mean, this this is a hub. You can get direct flights from any European country right in O'Hare Airport. You can, you can drive from any state you want. This is right in the middle of the country. It's a perfect location. You, you play the games in the United Center, and you've got your, your world-class, state-of-the-art practice facilities with two sheets of ice right across the street at the Fifth Third Arena where the teams can yep, practice. You've got Johnny's right here, too. Yeah, you've got, all, you've got the facility. You could, you the could, play, you could play games Schoenberg, at the United the Center and at, at, at Allstate. Yeah. You know, right down the road. You yeah, got, two, or, you got or, two, or figure out what it costs. The two board. arenas that could that could house those games right. easily. Or if you don't want to do Allstate, you can f- see what it costs to put down ice at the Wintrust Arena right here in the city too. Then you're there centrally you located. There you go. You got a you got two sheets of ice, or you, or you play them all at the United Center. You you 
you know, hopefully Harry Styles won't be on tour that year. <laughs> and you've got the building for 10 straight days. Yeah. You can make it. It would be great. Speak for yourself. You know, it'd be great to have it here in Chicago. I would love to see it. And that's and and no disrespect to the great cities of Halifax and Moncton and St. John's and all those places. I'm sure they're beautiful cities. It's just throw throw Chicago a tournament once, please. It's Joakim Noah. You think Halifax is cool? I don't hear people saying they're going to Halifax on vacation. That's true. That is true. Unless you go on moose hunting. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap up, Mario, what do we need? You got to tell us. I don't know. And who the hell is Owen? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's not Owen Power. It is not. not uh, it's not Owen Hart. Sky Point. It is spelled O W Y N, oh. standing for only what you need. What is Owen? Well, it's a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly, and they don't contain any gluten or dairy, thus making them more easily digestible. May I heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He follows a plant-based diet. Right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase when you go to liveowen.com and use the promo code CHGO20. That's 20% off of your first purchase of Owen when you go to liveowen.com and use the promo code CHGO20. So be like Justin Fields and lead the Bears to victory. Try Owen, only what you need, O-W-Y-N. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. We're back tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll be remote, but we will be live. So make sure you join us. Make sure you are smashing that like button. Do it. Hit that like button on the old YouTubes there. Make sure, even if you listen to the audio podcast, that you are subscribed to the audio podcast. Even if you listen, usually on YouTube, go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe anyway. It helps us out big time. We're everywhere you get podcasts. Apple Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. If it's a podcast app, we are there. So subscribe on one, subscribe on all of them. It all helps us out every time. I want to give you one final reminder that we are presented by our partners at PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Thank you to Sarah for running the show. For my partners, Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast.